Happy New Year, friends. Here are some fun announcements. One, the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast is celebrating its fifth season. Two, you can still find me live on Instagram Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Mountain Time for our daily Bible reading. Three years ago, God whispered, read the Bible live. The big purpose was so simple, to get the Word of God out across the world. But I want to elaborate on why that matters. One, because God's Word is powerful and possesses the ability to change lives all by itself. Two, if we want to follow Jesus, we need to know His voice, especially in a world full of distractions and deception. Three, to know God's voice, we must read His Word. It is the foundation of our faith, and without it, we flounder. Without God's Word, we guess, and that won't cut it on Judgment Day. Judgment Day is real and spoken of all throughout the Bible, and the words spoken about it come straight from God. Judgment Day, for some, will be the worst terror beyond imagination. So you want to be on the right side of it. God's side. Four, we read the Bible to effectively fight the devil and all the evil that comes with him. So let's read, my friends. Let's hear what God has to say. And most importantly, let's obey. Now, announcement number three. I have a new book out, The Wilderness Remains. And this book will immerse you into the Exodus story with profound relatability, deepening your intimacy with the one true God along the journey. Grab your copy today in your favorite format, Kindle, paperback, or hardback. I'm praising God for my fourth published book and have created a companion journal to enhance your study through Exodus. All are available on Amazon. Four. God has confirmed that there will be more books in the future. Coming up next is not a Bible study, but a book about what it feels like to follow Jesus in the real world. I hope you'll stick around for the next season of the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast, and I pray that it will nurture your soul as you continue your journey. 1 John 5 verse 2, we know we love God's children if we love God and obey his commandments. As I read this, I smiled. It was encouraging. And I thought, well, let's check. Let's go over these commandments and see if we are keeping them. And I thought a fun way to do that would be to read to you a section from my newest book, The Wilderness Remains. This is chapter 21 titled The Ten Commandments. So here we go. My two main areas of focus for everything I write are for the reader to get to know God better, to find the character of God between the pages of the Bible, and to see the relevance of the scripture in our lives. In chapter 20 of Exodus, we are given the Ten Commandments for the first time. As you will soon see, the Ten Commandments are not just a simple list of rules. God gives great detail and numerous examples in a single commandment. I know He did that for the good of the sons of Israel. God has called me to show the people the relevance of His Word in our modern world 
and that the Old Testament in particular is not to be thrown out the window. God shines through every page of the Old Testament. To truly love him, we need to know him. How can you love someone you don't know? My goal in this chapter will be to highlight the core of each commandment and how our obedience to these commandments is for the good of all mankind. Please pray with me. Dear Lord, I know that as I read about the Ten Commandments, there will be a lot of speech that I don't relate to. For instance, we no longer have slaves and servants. Lord, help me not to be distracted by the words that offend today's society and instead see through to your heart and will for me and all of mankind. I'm excited to see what you have to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Exodus chapter 20. So we are going to go through Exodus 20 verses 1 to 12 to start. Then God gave the people all these instructions. I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery. You must not have any other God but me. You must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. I lay the sins of the parents upon the children. The entire family is affected. Even children in the third and fourth generations of those who reject me. But I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commandments. You must not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. Honor your father and mother. Then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Okay, so that takes us through the fifth commandment. Let's reflect and relate. I love that God reminds his people of what he's done before telling them what to do next. It is a gracious act. He knows how quickly we forget his works and wonders. So he reminds us, I know that if we could remember all the good that God has done in our lives and throughout history, we would never worry, doubt, or get distracted from the truth. But we do forget. The more we dig into the Bible, the less we forget. God's word is a gift to us, just like his words were a gift to the sons of Israel to help 
keep their focus on God and his perfect plans. In Exodus 21 and 2022, God followed the same format. He reminded Moses and the people of who he was and what he had done before giving them their next set of commands to help them keep their promise. God always follows this format if you flip back through this entire story. His consistency builds my confidence that he is the God I can trust. The first and second commandments. The first command is that they should have no other gods. Coming from Egypt, the sons of Israel were aware of many gods because they lived under the rule of the Egyptians who worshipped several gods. God was making it clear that he was the only God worthy of praise. The second command sounds very similar to the first. You shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above and on earth beneath or in the water under the earth. Idols and false gods seem very similar. Anything could be made into an idol, whereas false gods had already been established. So God spent time ensuring they understood what he meant so that no one had any wiggle room. Idols can be false gods, but they can also be anything God has created. And God was clearly saying no to this. Surrendering is the first step in honoring God. I believe that's why God delivered the command to worship him only and have no other idols first. God knows we can't love him with gods or idols in our way. There's no point in worrying about the rest of the commandments if we can't even do the first two. Remember, the new covenant with Jesus is similar to these first two commandments. If we can follow the first two commands of the Old Testament, we are more inclined to follow the rest because our focus is on God and nothing else. It's the same with the new covenant. If we can follow even the first command, Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, then we are positioned in the right place to love our neighbor as ourselves, Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine. It makes so much sense. The third commandment. How often have you heard people use the Lord's name in vain? Have you done it yourself? This third command, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, comes with a promise. The Lord promises that those who use his name in vain will be punished. God's name is not to be used improperly or insincerely. You are not to make promises by it, especially promises you do not intend to keep. Movies and TV shows use God's name in vain at an increasing rate and it boggles my mind. Hollywood loves to push God out of our lives or mock him, claiming he doesn't exist, yet they can't stop saying his name. It's always rubbed me the wrong way. Perhaps it's because the Holy Spirit lives inside me. The things that bother God bother me. Too often we disregard God's Ten Commandments and appeal to his loving kindness. But to my heart and ears, that sounds like taking advantage of someone we're supposed to love. We've all done this to someone, I'm sure. I know I have. Perhaps you have a friend or a loved one who is always so kind and forgiving, so you push the boundary lines and use their kind heart to practice self-indulgence. 
God is patient and kind, but he is also not to be mocked. He is just, and his words are pure and true. His promise to punish those who use his name in vain is real. Most likely, it's easier for us to push the boundaries with God because he is invisible. Spending more time with him in his word and in prayer is the best way to start recognizing him, even in his invisible form. The fourth commandment. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. In verses 8 to 11, God explains why and how it should be observed. One reason God commanded the Sabbath was that he modeled it after the creation of the earth. Another reason not written here is that God created the Sabbath for us. It isn't a suggestion, it is a command. The Ten Commandments are a big deal, and God listed a Sabbath rest as number four on the list. So far, every command we've discussed has fostered closeness with God. He knows that if we keep him close and remember all he does, we will stay on the right path, and that path is good. Let's say you're on board with me and realize now that observing a Sabbath rest is not an option. Will you start obeying that command? Do you know how to keep a Sabbath rest? So far in Exodus, we don't have great detail into what it looks like yet, but God does share the Sabbath guidelines later. I can tell you now that the Sabbath is not a day only to relax, but to reflect on God. He must be part of your rest. In all honesty, I still struggle with a proper Sabbath rest. Our culture makes it challenging to be still and know that God is God. But with his help, we can do it. God gave every commandment to keep us close to him. Our loving Father wants to bless us with these commands. As we move on, I'm sure you'll continue to see this theme. God's commands are good for our soul and our living. The fifth commandment. Honor your father and your mother. This commandment is the second one with a promise attached to it. God promises that if you honor your parents, your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. Verse 12. The Bible Knowledge Commentary says, Cursing one's parents, tantamount to repudiating their authority, was a capital offense. Scripture references on that are Exodus 21, 17, Leviticus 20, verse 9, and Proverbs 20, verse 20. Imagine how much different the world would look today if we all honored our parents and our parents kept the first four commandments. I'd settle for a world that observed the first two commandments. I'm convinced that the way to change this world is for all professing Christians to seek their answers, not in each other or the world. Not in each other or the world, but in God's word. If we ask God to help us obey the first two commandments, our world would turn right side up. I know it seems impossible, but we know with God all things are possible. And a whole world surrendering their fallen ways and putting their eyes on him is 100% in God's will. And he will answer, yes. His ways are perfect and need no correction. His wisdom is higher than any man or woman on earth. 
My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Isaiah 55, 8-9 through We will continue with the last five commandments in the next chapter, but let's take some time now to stop and pause thoughtfully on all we've covered. Thoughtful pause. Do you agree? If you follow the first two of the Ten Commandments, or even the first commandment of the New Covenant, Matthew 22, verses 37 to 39, you'd be positioned in the right place to follow the rest. Explain. Have you pushed the boundaries of God's loving kindness, or maybe with a friend or loved one? Take time now to ask the Lord for forgiveness and ask Him to help you break the habit of taking advantage. I know He'll help. Do you practice a Sabbath rest? Do you know how to practice a Sabbath rest? What can you do today to move toward obeying this command? I hope that you have enjoyed this sample of the wilderness remains regarding the Ten Commandments, and I hope you'll return to hear part two. Hi, friends. I'm so glad you've been enjoying the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast and wanted you to know that you could support this podcast by sharing a positive review on Apple, Spotify, or the platform you're listening on today. You can also become a subscriber for $2.99 a month and receive exclusive episodes. Thanks for being with me today. Let's keep saying no to perfect and yes to truth. I hope you'll join me for our next conversation.